0: I really like the way the third chapter of Ephesians begins. Because in it, Paul identifies himself, again, as a prisoner of Christ. He also states the reason for his ministry as for the sake of the Gentiles. So he's a prisoner of Christ for the sake of the Gentiles. That means that he loves God and his ministry is to introduce the Gentile community to Christ. He goes on to explain to them, to his audience, that the mystery that he's been called to reveal is that through Christ, the Jews and the Gentiles become one body, heirs together, Jew and Gentile members of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ. Amen. We certainly have difficulty grasping this truth, because still today, the Sunday school hour is the most divided hour. We're divided by tradition, we're divided by ethnicity, we're divided by social class. But this is not the will of God. For God desires us to be united together, united in reverence of God and love for one another. Paul moves on to to tell how he became a servant of this gospel, of this good news. By the gift of God's grace. It was certainly a gift. It was not something that he earned. It was not something that he purchased. But it was a gift from God. The power of God enabled Paul to be a servant. One to carry this message of of love. Yes, it was a gift. But nowadays... We run into a little bit of a a problem. I have at least. I meet people who who recognize that God is the bestower of gifts. And the gifts they understand are for the edification of the body. The building up of the body of Christ. We got that part. The problem comes in when you think that all you need is the gift. And that there's no need to further prepare yourself because all you need is the Holy Ghost. Well, I'm I'm here to suggest to you today that yes, we look to God as the giver of all good things. We look to him as the source of our giftedness. But we should also look to the people that God will place in our lives to nurture this gift To train you for ministry. To train you for your vocation. Yes. For without embracing the wisdom that sits at the table around you. You can be led. Misled. To hurting people and harming people instead of helping them. Yes. Allow people to help you, to assist you in the nurturing of this gift. There are teachers and people with great experiences that can help, that can act in the capacity of a a midwife and, and contribute towards the delivery, the delivery of one who's able to help people along their spiritual journey as opposed to harming them along their way. God is the giver of our gifts, but let us nurture the gift with some training. When you go to a doctor's office, you expect to see evidence of his training on the wall. You wanna see more than pictures of his children where his degree should be hanging. Yes, when you bring the lawyer into the courtroom, you want to know that he's been prepared for this task. And so it is that we take our vocation, we take our ministerial tasks with integrity, and we submit ourselves to some good training. If you want to be a trustee, then you ought to not only know how to count money, but you ought to be aware of the ever-changing regulatory landscape so that you can keep the church in accordance with all regulations and there be no scandalous activity within the body of Christ. Anyway, Paul goes on to say that he was the least of all God's people and that his, the grace was given to him to preach the gospel, the unsearchable riches of Christ. Well, I will say this. God will use the, the least of these, the most unexpected, the one who maybe you thought that he would never amount to something. Or the woman that you thought would never amount to anything good. Well, these are the ones that God is able to transform, that God is able to turn around and turn them into the bearers of good news. Amen can turn the drunkard into a deacon. He can turn the prostitute into a preacher. He can turn the sinner into a saint. Yes, this is a moment of celebration. He can cause us to be able to grasp God and make it plain to people. We don't have to sound intellectually superior. We don't have to sound like theologically rich folk. We need to be able to make it plain, the love of God. Yeah. Paul explains that God's intention was that through the church, the wisdom of God, should be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. And I know that when we read heavenly places and heavenly realms, we we think of angels and demons, and that's all right. But I would suggest to you today that there are those right here on this earth that sit in high places of authority that are in need of the word of God. So that their lives can be transformed. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. They need to know that it was God's eternal purpose that was accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yes. It was in Christ and through faith in Christ that we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I don't have to be ashamed. I can walk upright and approach the throne of grace. And God is there to receive you, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been. God understands the frailty of our humanity and his love will embrace you no matter what. Paul tells his audience, don't be discouraged about what I'm going through. Yeah, we know that Paul was beaten and whipped and put in prison, but he says, don't be discouraged because of that. And then he goes on to inform this community that he keeps them in prayer. That they would allow Christ to dwell in their hearts and that they would be established in love. That they would have the power to grasp how wide and long and how high and deep is the love of Christ. And that they would be filled with the fullness of God. You may say, well, Why would he need to pray for us that we can understand the love of God? The answer is simple because we don't. God's love is greater than our ability to comprehend. God's forgiveness is greater than our ability to grasp. And since we can't understand the love of God, it is hard for us distribute the love of God to someone else if you can't understand it yourself we can't understand God's forgiveness and we're unable to forgive ourselves we can't understand God's forgiveness and we're unable to forgive someone else but Paul prays that we be filled with the love of God He closes by saying now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. God is able to do more than you expect, more than you believe. Please remember that and God bless you, amen.